What up, y'all? Welcome to the season two finale of The Great Overthinker. So it's your boy, Jazamar, and as you can tell, we are in a lovely space, and this space is actually the home of our next guest, our final guest of the season. She is someone who is so lovely. She is always down for the cause, down with the shits, she is someone, I go to her house, and I'm supposed to be there for one hour, and I'm there for seven. <laughs> it's happened multiple times. Um, she's very talented. She plays keys sometimes, if she wants. She raps when she wants. She sings in harmony when she wants. And she's an Emmy Award-winning executive producer, and just a lovely person, and I love her, and I'm so happy to call her my friend. Welcome to the show. Makaya Green! <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this very special episode. Thank you for having of me! Of course, of course. What it do? What it do? <laughs> oh, I'm so yeah. happy we made it here. We traveled so far. I know. So yeah. how do you feel in this very moment? Uh, in this exact moment right, mm -hmm. now, right now, I feel at home. Literally. Because I am. Yes. But no, I honestly, I feel, I was just sitting here like looking at you, like doing the intro. I really just feel proud. I oh. feel so proud to you, know you and just like happy that our friendship is in this beautiful place. Love. And just like, I don't know. I just feel just overwhelmed with gratitude. Yeah. Aww. For this moment. Me too. I yeah. feel that too. I told them like, I've said this several times. I'm like at the end of this or maybe in the middle of this, I'm probably going to cry because I be crying about stuff, mm -hmm. especially like when you're in the moment of whatever it is and you see it happening like real time. You're like, I get overwhelmed sometimes, especially 100%. if I'm doing with people like I want to do it with. So it's like the dream being realized in front of my face. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm feeling the same too. Very grateful, grateful for our friendship. It's been really difficult because like we talk so much. So I'm like, how are we going to have the show? Cause everything we've already kind of talked but there's always like something new always. to discuss. So thank you again for coming. Thank you. Um, getting into like the who is Micaiah of things. So obviously we talked last year. Yeah. And um, part of your introduction, you gave yourself like different names. I don't know if you remember that. I sure do. So um, I want to learn more about who is Micaiah and has that list grown as far as names? Ooh, or that's the good. Same girls. Do you remember who they were? I do. We got Micaiah Green. Yes. We got Kaya G and we got Tidiana Grande. Yes, yes. I feel like the only one I would add, which is honestly a throwback, would be Queen Green. Yes. Because, but I, I feel like Queen Green and Kaya G, I feel like Kaya G is an evolution of Queen Green. Ah, that's um, what it felt like when you said that. Right? Okay. But yeah, so I would throw her back into the mix. I would say, yeah, those, those are, that still adequately describes me, I think. Um, I was like listening back to our conversation mm -hmm. this morning and it rang, it still rings true. I was like, wow, I still feel this way. If anything, I feel like I've released this pressure for Micaiah to be all buttoned up and be like this perfect Capricorn because mm -hmm. no, yeah. I'm just like divesting from that version of myself and realizing that I get to set the tone for how I'm perceived and like, mm -hmm. I don't have to just go off of, you know, that version yeah. of myself. I can recreate and, you know, add definition to who I am holistically without it needing yeah. to be like a nickname. I love it. Yeah. Um, I keep going back to um, our last conversation because a lot of it is going to fuel kind of what we talk about now or today. But like in listening to everything that happened last year, Obviously, just a lot has happened in general. A lot. Um, I would say career-wise, things have changed. Um, Relationship-wise has changed, uh, romantic and platonically. Uh, wow. Living situations have changed wow, a lot, like yes. so much. So much. So as you think about, you know, the last year and a half, which was the last time we talked on the show, like what has been, um, A, like the biggest change for you? And B, what is the thing that you're most proud of hmm. over the last year and a half? Ooh, 
The biggest change I would say from May 2021 to now would have to be like the amazing love that has entered my life. <laughs> and it's so funny because I feel like it was right after we recorded that well, episode. The week after? Literally like the <laughs> week after that everything changed. Yeah. And I just completely found, I we call it the awakening. Yeah. Um, where I just feel like I was awakened and just like opened this whole new chapter of my life and like my romantic life yes. and just so many things. Um, that I didn't, I had just completely ruled out as possible for me came to fruition. So I would say that's probably been the biggest change um, is that, you know, I'm a whole ass lesbian now. You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Which is crazy. Uh, so yeah, that's a pretty big change. You divested from these I niggas. I divested <laughs> from these niggas and found the paradise, okay? I love it. Um, And I would say the thing that I'm most proud of would have to be Getting um, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls Mate. That show was, that whole process, just the whole, I'm trying to even think, wasn't I? Well, no, I was. You were in the middle of it because yes. you, you were like, because we were like, what's going on with you next? And you're like, things I can't talk about. <laughs> and then, you know. Yes, we later. were, yeah, we were like in pre-production. So I didn't even know what was going to happen, how things are going to come together mm. at that point. And I'm just very proud of myself for sticking with it and like mm. for realizing the vision and like s trusting myself and sticking to my guns, no matter what obstacle came my way. I yeah. was just like, well, this show is getting made. So Yo. we, we got to do what we got to do. Look, if y'all haven't seen Watch Out for the Big Girls, Y'all need to go watch it right now. Go run that up. Well, I mean, after this, but like, go watch it. <laughs> but Micaiah, like, and I keep saying this too, like, no, I'm not gassing you up because you're my friend or whatever. <laughs> but like, even, you know, me and uh, Clay, we were watching it and you could tell like from the first episode, this is different. Like, you know, it's a competition show, but the way um, there's so much care. And I felt like, especially with black women, I know how you are with black women. So... I can see the care there. So there's there's still drama, but a lot of the drama I felt was internal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. like I'm arguing at another woman about something that Some doesn't bullshit. matter. It's like, no, there's something deeper that's happening. We'll explore it a little bit on the show and you know, figure out how it plays out. Yes. And really you're your own competition. Yes. And, yes. And so it made sense, you know, that you would be awarded for that. I call, hey. I call her Amisha. Um, you're still getting used to the name. Little M.M. Uh, <laughs> little Emmy. Um, but yeah, congratulations on that. Thank Obviously, you. Obviously, you, you, you killed that and so proud. And I think it's cool it's just with friends too, when they do something creatively, being able to see their hand in it. You know, like I can watch that whole season and be like, this part right here for sure is Micaiah. This right here for sure is Micaiah. <laughs> You know, and I think a lot of our creative friends do stuff like that where you could see them bleeding through the art and oh. it's 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 great. So congratulations again. Thank you um, so much. So we're going to take like a, a, a mimosa break. Oh, I know? love this. But last year when I asked you about like, are you an overthinker? You were like, absolutely. I'm a <laughs> you <were> absolutely. <laughs> um, would you still say that you're an overthinker or what? <sighs> I think it's very important to operationalize what it means to overthink. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, you know, I will say this. Yes. I have to say yes. 100%. I'm very much so still an overthinker. Mm -hmm. I think about everything. Just I, I'm very intentional with everything that I do. Like I'll even overthink what I'm having for breakfast. You know what I oh, mean? Wow. Or like, oh, I don't want to start my day with all this sugar. So mm -hmm. maybe I shouldn't go get donuts. Maybe I should have a chicken sausage instead, or it's like, oh, well maybe I shouldn't be eating meat. So maybe I'll, like, mm -hmm. I will overthink everything wow. to the point of just ridiculousness. Wow. Um, and I like to blame, I blame my astrology for that, honestly. Really? Yes, because I'm a Capricorn sun, Virgo rising. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a Virgo rising, I think. I did not know that! Yes. Yes. I'm a Pisces one? moon. What's the other thing? You have rising, Sun and moon. Okay, the yes. moon, I am, I think, Cancer. Ooh. 
Ooh, yeah. love that. I'm Pisces sun. Yes. I'm still getting used to it. Yes. But yeah, do you feel like you've embraced it? Like, do you see it as positive? As a yes. positive thing or a negative thing? Now I do. Now I do. And I feel like I'm able to better differentiate like my anxiety from my overthinking. Cause I think it like, Mm-hmm. They play into each other a lot, but I think now I'm in a space where it's like, I don't know, I see it as a superpower. It's like, I'm going to be, I know that I'm going to think about everything 50 million times so that it's right. So, and I know that I'm never going to just like make some crazy impulsive decision without having thought about every possible yes. outcome or scenario. So, and, and I'm realizing everybody's not like that. So I feel like it gives me an edge above yes. basic bitches because you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I've already thought about this by the time it's many, like coming out of my mouth over. or like it's in the world. Yeah. Best believe it's been in my journal. Nice. It's been in my, it's been everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was trying to like, when I first came out with the show, I wanted to like kind of break the stigma while we're doing the show of what it means to overthink and be an overthinker because it's not, like this negative thing. It's just like, I think about things a lot. And I think the negative part comes in when maybe you can't move forward. Yes. Because you're thinking so much about it. 100%. So I'm like in the middle of it all. So I'm like, yeah, I'm an overthinker, but not like a stereotypical, yes. I guess, overthinker. And yes. I'm again, using it as like my, my superpower. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I see that thing that maybe other people don't see and it's okay. You know, 100%. As as move forward. So... Yes. Um, so we're going to take a little mimosa break. Okay. We were supposed to also um, light some uh, Palo Ooh. Santo. Oh, wow. I just found some Palo Santo oh my on the gosh. couch. Behind the couch. That's crazy. So we're going to light that and get some... Um, <laughs> where's that stuff? Oh, it's over here. Ooh. Um, I'll move back to my spot. What I want to see, though... Oh, my gosh. I thought this was open. Wow. Yes. Are we supposed to be quiet with that? Okay. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. You gotta look me in the eye. I. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All mm. right. Love. What are we toasting to? Life. To life. I already sipped on. Same. But I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to life. To life. Boop. <laughs> mm. All right, so now we're going to get into the overthought of things. Ooh, okay. Yes, and I was um, thinking about what we're going to talk about. And you know, I've been like, because one thing, in trying to figure out what we're going to talk about, we kind of started talking about the thing. I was like, no, don't talk to me because we got to save it for the show. But then, like, you know, life happens and you just talk. Um, But I was listening to our episode from last year and a lot of things clicked for me regarding what we talk about today and actually like where we are now and a lot of the things that we talked about last year some key things that stood out to me we're talking about it now but we're talking about it from like um, a more advanced place a more elevated place and further along in our journey so it's cool just to hear how we talk about stuff Mm -hmm. because back then I don't know. It's just like a moment. A year yeah. and a half doesn't seem that long ago, but like, but it is. Yeah. In COVID years, yes. I feel like a year is honestly like three years. So yeah. it's really been what five and a half mm-hmm. years. Okay, we made it. Yeah. So when we had that <laughs> talk five years ago, you know we're different now. Yeah, we're grown. I'm a new bitch. Um, but one of the things that you talked about was tapping into wanting to tap into your inner child a little bit more. Yes, little Kai Kai. Yes, and I wanted to um, connect that with the idea of absolute freedom mm. and what that means. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Clay shortly before the show, and it clicked to me like I don't know if you can really have absolute freedom without honoring your child, Ooh. your inner child. And I kind of want to just explore that conversation with you. Now, it's a little complex. It's a little multi-layered. So we love that. You know, we do. We love depth. We do. Um, So I think it'll be fine. But like, you know, I think the first question I would like to ask you is how would you describe um, yourself as a child? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. (laughs) Oh. So my inner child, her name is Kai Kai. Oh, hey, Kai Kai. You know, she is very 
lively. She's mm -hmm. full of energy. Okay. Like my granny tells this joke when I'm like, when I was a kid, I used to just like come over to her house and just put on a show for the whole, for everybody who was over there. Just be mm -hmm. flopping around in the living room, like dancing, making a scene, like just like very creative, very mm -hmm. colorful, um, very curious about things and also very like imaginative. Mm -hmm. Like me and my brother used to just like go to the park and just like make up these random ass scenarios like we are we are cia agents and we're trying to find out where the turtles went like yeah, it's just yeah. you know just like That's fun so stuff cute. like that or like turning boxes into like spaceships and building forts mm -hmm. and like and how yeah. old are your your siblings like in relation to you so bernard is two years younger than me and elijah is six years younger than me and y'all all got along as kids we did, yeah. So me and Bernard, we were like best buds. That was like mm -hmm. my homie. And then once Elijah was born, I was like, okay, y'all have like the brother thing going on. That's cool. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. But Elijah actually, when he was born, he wasn't um, talking for like the first few years of his life. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting because like he was there, but like he wasn't really like engaging in that way. Yeah. But once he started talking, I feel like him and Bernard became... Oh, like this and then I was like oh okay I guess now I'm like oh, the older right? sister vibe so then I was like fine okay. then <laughs> you know I'm gonna do my own thing uh -huh. um yeah for me my inner child or how I would describe my my inner child or me um I was I feel like I was quiet around like a lot of people but if I had to do something like uh a performance or something like that like I can do it I can see um, that and I would go all the way there yes <laughs> like I have no problem and I think um, seeing that version of me like people probably would think that I'm super extroverted or something like that and I I don't think I was I think oh, I was it was a balance um, in the house I was very like outgoing but also to myself mm -hmm. a lot the dynamics of like my family is you know I have my mom and my step my stepmom, my mom and my stepdad, and I have two sisters, and they're 10 and eight years younger than me. Wow. So they became pretty close, obviously. Um, so I always felt like kind of the odd person out. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of okay with it at the time. I think over time, like as I grew older, I was like, oh, I kind of wish I had like a, a brother or someone yeah. older in, in my age range. But um, yeah, so I felt like. I was probably probably really adapting or adapt adaptive. Uh, we moved a lot, so I always had to have like new friends, and you know, I became kind of a people person. But once I get my 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 crew, I'm kind of done. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. My my child, me as a child was cute. <laughs> I <Yes>! don't know. <laughs> and then also like in in relation to like this conversation. You know, when I think about, like, even in describing my childhood, I think of it from the, the stance of, or I used to think it from the stance, think of it from the stance of um, memories. So I'm like, I'm in it. So mm -hmm. like I'm looking at around as the child. But now, more so now, I see it, or when I'm talking about my inner child, it's like, I, I can see my inner child. So I'm yeah. like, in the room, it, young me is over there. Yeah. I'm here and looking at the same situation from a different perspective. Yeah. And it allows me to have like so much more grace towards that that little boy and like love on him so much more because I don't know, you just see things different when you're like, oh, I'm looking at the child versus like I'm in the situation. Yes. Um, because even though you're you're a child, you may still be thinking of certain memories from a grown up perspective. Mm -hmm. I think when I'm able to look at myself as a child, I can have young me think that but now i'm having older me look at that with a, a with a new lens mm, so okay yeah so that's really deep but that's how yeah. i i view my childhood um what was your biggest dream as a child Ooh. um this is interesting because the first thing that's coming to mind, I remember I used to write, well, there was a few things. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Dallas, Texas, Carrollton to be specific. Mm -hmm. And so for the longest time, each summer we would come out to LA to spend the summer with my granny and like mm -hmm. our cousins and stuff. 
and we'd be in Compton for the whole summer having the time of our lives, like listening to whatever we want, staying up, watching Disney Channel. If they had cable, we didn't have cable at home. <laughs> so for a long time, my biggest dream was to move to LA. I was oh, just wow. like, I used to beg my parents, like, when are we moving to Los Angeles? Like, I want to be with the rest of my family. They're like, girl, it's not happening. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did not let it go. So that was a big thing. And then in alignment with that, at a certain point, I wanted to be a Sparks player when I grew what? up. Yes, I wanted to play basketball with the LA Sparks. Oh my gosh. So I don't random. know why, it was so random. But they had me in basketball, so I was just like, oh, okay, like, wow. I can see this, this will be cool, and it'll get me to LA, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't really know, that's the only thing that I can think of. I don't remember having, like, a specific like dream career or like anything Mm -hmm. outside of that no yeah yeah what about you my biggest dream hmm i think (laughs) a lot of my stuff was like based around art so i used to (laughs) um i think i don't have the link i didn't have the language for it at the at the time but i think i wanted to be uh (laughs) so silly I think I wanted to be like a, um, I wanted to be a video music director for a long Ooh. time. So I was really into like Hype Williams of it all. Yes. Um, what's his name? Something to be Billy Woodruff. That sounds right. Something like, I feel like that. I should know this. But this feels right. <laughs> um, Ray K. There's so many directors, and and seeing how there are transfer from you know different artists and like oh you can see the hype williams style and like trying to recreate that in my mind or whatever i used to also uh uh, i'll take a song specifically like destiny child or beyonce and in my mind i would create what that music video would be so i'm like okay first verse we're on the (laughs) bed and you know beyonce looks at the, the guy and says whatever and then she goes to the bathroom she turns the water on second verse blah 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 yes. and I would like do verse for verse for verse or I'll try to recreate like a video that already came out that was mm-hmm. like I don't really like it that much um, and then I'll just do my own thing with it so I, love I did this. that with um, emotions um, it's a great video I would like but to see I was it. like I just want more and so, how old were you when you were doing this? Oh my God, this is the one, probably four, 14. Wow. 14, 15. That's amazing. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Is that oh my, something you're still interested in? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Some capacity. <laughs> which, is, which is funny too, like when we're talking about our inner child, like revisiting the ideas that we used to have, because I feel like back then I was very, um, I feel like kids in general can be very audacious with their dreams. Like, yes. I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. I'm going to recreate a video. I was like, well, what? Like, what money do you have? Mm-hmm. What what training do you have? Whatever. These, these are, what training. Right? But these are the things that I think society would tell you. Yes. Like, say, for instance, you want to go out to be a director. They were like, well, what have you done? And right. Where's your resume? And all this other stuff. And, you know, I'm really trying my best to go back to that that young version of myself. Yes. And like, well, what? did I dream and was were those dreams were those dreams like so crazy no and they really were not no you know and I think things like this show that I'm doing is 100% something that I would have done as a child just in my room just playing on that you remember that it's a tape player it's like with a red thing and it had like a little mic on the side um that was like blue and yellow I don't think so yeah girl everybody had this what yeah and then um yeah, it's like for kids though. It's like probably for a six or seven year old child. But yeah, it's almost like a podcast situation. Oh, cute. <laughs> like that will be the setup. But yeah, so I try to like revisit him and what he used to think of at that time and apply that to like this version of me, I guess. Yes. Um, That's important. Yeah. I'm reminded of something that I wanted to do, but later in life when I was like a teenager, I used to go around and like have like a fake mic and be like, it's Queen Green and we're reporting live (laughs) from the scene of beach cleanup day. And I would like make these videos and I was dead ass just like reporting on random things. Oh my God. But I loved it. It was just like so fun. Do you want to do that now? 
Low-key, I've been thinking I definitely have, like, an investigative journalist in me somewhere. Just, like, well, very down. Well, the Shade Room like, has, like, Shade Room Investigates. I am not interested in investigating <laughs> for the Shade Room. Um, another, but that's good to know. News channel. <laughs> yes. Um, but, no, I just love, like, getting to the bottom of stuff. Like, anytime I see, like, a fire truck pass by mm-hmm. or, like, if there's just, like, something happening, I'm probably going to follow it and like see what's going on. I've done that multiple times. Got you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love this for your life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I kind of want to pivot a little bit regarding um, the season that you're in. Oh, yes. And, you know, I'm calling it a season of like recharge, resetting, rebuilding, Mm -hmm. rest, all these things. Yes. And I can imagine because of the time that you've had, like you've been able to kind of revisit your childhood and your inner child. And, and if maybe if it has sparked things regarding this notion of absolute freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say absolute freedom, I mean uh, the notion of like, can you let things go? to do the things that you feel it to do. Hmm. So not necessarily like, I want to be free and do whatever I want to do. Like, you know, the red, the light is red. So I want to go, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, I think there are some divine things that the universe is telling us, like do this thing. And there could be some things that you're holding on to that could actually be good. That are actually pushing you forward in life. And it's hard to do that. So I just wonder what has this period of being able to to breathe for a minute um what has it brought up for you regarding Mm -hmm. like being in touch with your inner child and trying to achieve like absolute freedom oh that is a fantastic Mm -hmm. question it is (laughs) so first of all i have been calling 2022 my personal year of freedom like that is how i've been like thinking about it i was just in a space I was like reflecting on my life and I was like, yo, like since high school, literally the, since the summer after high school, I feel like that was my last period of time where I didn't have any care in the world. I was like in between high school and college and like was just chilling. Mm -hmm. I feel like ever since then, ever since I was in undergrad, it has just been nonstop for me. It was like Mm -hmm. undergrad. Then I went immediately into grad school and then I went immediately into working for free And then it's been a seven year career (laughs) back to back to back. And so I was like, my soul literally just kind of shut down and was like, baby girl, we can't, we can't do this anymore. Like you need to rest and just like chill. So it's been bringing up a lot for Mm. me, like just having the space to like actually wake up when I want to get in touch with like my natural rhythms instead of like, you know, just like structuring my life around all of my obligations or work just getting like, I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, what do you feel like doing today? Mm-hmm. And at first, I think before I was in this time, I thought, I don't know what I thought it was going to give, but I just, I don't know what I thought, but I be actually being in it has been kind of daunting. Cause then you wake up and you're like, oh wait, I can do whatever I want to do today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have to be on zoom. Like I don't yeah. have to be anywhere. And so for a minute I was like paralyzed by the options. And to be honest, I like wow. was just kind of like sleeping a lot. I was mm-hmm. like, sleeping 10 to 12 hours a day. I kind of still do. Um, <laughs> Embrace But it. I feel like at first it was like an avoidant sleep, you know, mm-hmm. slash depression. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know who I am outside yeah. of working or outside of like, you know, exerting myself and being productive. So it took, oh, it took months for me to get out of that space to realize mm-hmm. like, okay, you don't have to produce anything to be successful in your day or to like, be proud of yourself for like getting through the day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think it's made it very clear to me that I think my most desired state is to be in a time of like play and creativity. Like I really love playing. So like I've been doing a lot of coloring. Yeah. I'll like wake up and I'll just like, I have this, um, coloring book called stay the fuck, Ho- stay the fuck home and color. <laughs> and it's it. been great, yeah. you know, and I've just been like getting into that or like last week I like had, I've been having these really interesting dreams. So I like woke up and was like, I just want to draw a scene yes. from my dream. Yeah. Cause it was just so interesting and it stuck with me. So like 
just allowing myself to get into that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of traveling, yeah. which has been nice, and like opening my mind up to different experiences. Um, yeah. Well, it's good that you have the space to do that. I think too, like I don't know if y'all can see that, but she did her. Uh, what's this thing called? Connect Four. Co- connect Four. <laughs> connect Four. Connect Four. Um, I th- what color were they? Were purple and pink? So it was like baby pink and baby blue. It was giving big baby, baby shower, shower vibes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, this is not like it was cute when I got it, but I was like, this doesn't even match my home. Like I don't yeah. like these colors. Um, so I decided to paint the yes. the circle. That's like we have to put it. In and the I shot. had such a good time. It was just like such a random project. It took longer than I was anticipating. Yeah, I saw the process. Yeah, and I still got to do some touch ups, but it was just nice to like get an idea out and actually see it come into fruition. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been a big thing that came out of this time. It's just realizing like, I like instant, not instant gratification, but I like to be able to work on something and then it's done. Mm -hmm. And I feel like working in film and TV is the opposite of that. I, there are projects I worked on in 2015 that still have not gotten made. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's exhausting. It's like you put so much work into something and it may or may not ever happen. Like, so it's, I've realized, I'm like, I've, I think a part of my soul needs to like work on things that can have a way quicker turnaround, even like making music and like, painting you know, my nails. exactly painting my nails. She it's like, I can nails. start that and it'll be done in 20 minutes. Like I need that yeah. gratification or else yeah. I just feel like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I think that that also goes back. Like it's, it's crazy. Cause again, the topics are very big in and of themselves. But I think that goes back to your inner child because, you know, there's nothing wrong per se with wanting a quick turnaround. But now you get to be in in control of what that is. Yes. And a lot of times those things are just things for you, which are creative, fun, coloring. Yes. Nail paint, whatever those things are. But those are the things that the inner you, that's who you are. Yes. And it actually allows you to be free and not rely on these other things to be the thing that is giving you fulfillment. 100%. Because the thing is not necessarily Oof. the product. It's just like, you know, the turnaround or the process sometimes. Yes. So if the process ain't fun, sometimes you're like, well, yeah, there's a quick turnaround, but this wasn't fun. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I love exactly. that. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, let me get into another question. All right. So how do you, I'm pivoting again. Okay. How do you feel that your relationship with your partner has contributed to you celebrating and honoring your inner child? Mm, Wow. Again, another wonderful question. Wow, child. Yes. That is such a good question. I um, think that it has made all the difference. Um, there's this, um, quote, I'm pretty sure it's from like Audre Lorde that's coming to mind. I don't know it verbatim, Mm. but it's something along the lines of like, when you tap into the fullness of like the power of the erotic, like all areas of your life then change and have to enhance. Cause once you realize that you can be so satisfied in love, you're looking at your job differently. You're looking at your social life differently. You're Mm -hmm. like, you're looking for that same level of satisfaction in all areas of your life. And I really have seen that apply just like through my relationship with my boo ski. Her name mm-hmm. is Amira. Um, hey, hey girl. Hey we boo. Um, I think the amount of fun that we have together and the amount I've like for years I have been manifesting. I was like, okay, I need my partner to like not only be amazing and like love and respect me, but like I need us to be able to have fun. Like yeah. I need us to be able to play around the house and like run and like be goofy and shit, like be up laughing yeah. and like giggling. And like she 100% is that person. And I never thought I would meet someone who like matches my level of like yeah. goofiness and doesn't like, girl, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we will just be like, do like having the most random experiences where we're either like making up a song mm-hmm. about like like looking for a bra we have a song where it's like where <laughs> is the bra where is the bra oh, where is the bra, bra? Where, you know just know. like the the littlest thing can turn into this whole moment yeah so i feel like experiencing that with her has helped me to like 
tap into the other way. Like when she leaves, I'm like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? That's going to bring me that same level of fulfillment, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's been great. And I think also too, just like in us thinking about like the type of things that we want to do, like we have connect four tournaments all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? It's only two of y'all. Well, so we'll play, we have to play three games. So basically we'll play a game and then the best out of three, Mm-hmm. like wins that tournament okay. and then we'll like go again you know we have like sets we can like the minimum amount of connect for we can play at a time is three games i love it because it's that well, deep like if prize? she wins i'm like well now i need to win what's the prize there is no prize well at first so i oh we need to bring this back so we used to do whoever wins gets to award gets to assign a punishment Oh, oh, (laughs) this sounds sexual. (laughs) It's not really, but it could be. Okay. But it's like, so punishment is for the birds. Like, who gives a fuck about that? You know, we don't really believe in that in our Mm -hmm. relationship. So a punishment is like, you know, if I win, then I have to assign her. She has to do something that's going to bring joy. So whether it's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, like you like one time for example we were going to Baskin Robbins mm-hmm. and she was like well you have to ride in the car naked <laughs> all the way to Baskin Robbins oh wow <laughs> did you do I it did. Ah, I sure did <laughs> I obviously didn't go inside but it's just like little things like that or like oh, wow. a punishment will be like I'm like okay like you gotta order us some edibles or it's just oh, like wow. something that's gonna be like really fun I can't wait um, to see her again <laughs> Also, Amira, Amira is very uh, chill. Yes. So I feel like you don't get that, like, if you don't know her. I love this. Yes. It's funny, too. Like, I'm, again, trying to connect it. I'm not trying to connect it because there is a connection. Like, I feel when you're with her, like, even when you talk about her, I'm like, are you about to cry? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much love there. But also, I feel like that sense of... Um, absolute freedom is there a little bit too. Yes. Oh, 100%. And if we're thinking about um, achieving absolute freedom and letting go of certain things, I think even the notion that you're with her, you know, a year and a half ago, you may not have been with her or, you know, two years ago because of the thought around, wow, I just like guys. Yes. Or um, whatever other thoughts you would have had. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes we're influenced by um, our family like, what would our family think? Or not saying that's your case or any of those things. But if you would have listened to those other things, you would not have experienced this thing yeah. that is leading you towards absolute freedom. Yes. And I think whenever we decide to, in general, go against the grain, um, because we're listening to ourselves, a new like capacity or a new chamber or a room or whatever of absolute uh, absolute freedom opens to us. Yes. And I see that every time like I see y'all like together. Look at your I know you you made this happen. Mm-mm. Amira, you're in the room. <laughs> oh my god. No. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you feel that? Like what are some of the other things that you feel you may have um I don't know, as you're trying to go towards absolute freedom, that's just hard to um let go of. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I'm getting emotional for a few reasons. One, get her a tissue. I spent years, (laughs) you know, well, first of all, up until now, I had only dated men. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I just growing up, that was just what, you know, we were all told we were supposed to do. So I feel like through those experiences, I had a very limited understanding of like, what a relationship could be. A lot of those times I felt like I was giving and giving and giving and like never fully getting that rep, you know, getting mm-hmm. those things reciprocated. And it started to feel exhausting. I was just like, okay, there has to be more to life than this. And it was honestly in 2020 when I started questioning, I was like, okay, girl, like we're on lockdown. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. now dangerous to have random people coming into your home. Who do you actually trust to be in your home? Thank you, kind sir. Um, And I realized, I was like, oh, wow. None of the dudes that I was talking to at the time, I was like, I don't trust them Mm. enough to have them in my home. And I was like, I don't like that. You know, if if I don't, if I can't even trust that they're not going to give me COVID or even beyond that, if I were to get COVID, are they going to be here to take care of me? 
Are they gonna pull up, you know what I mean, to my house with soup and shit and be mm -hmm. like, okay, girl, let me make sure you're good. And I was like, no. So I was like, so then why are you opening up your space to them? Why are you opening up your heart to these people? And to juxtapose that, like feeling like that to my relationship now, it is like a complete 180. Like literally maybe a few months into our relationship, I had to have surgery um, mm -hmm. for endometriosis. And I remember being very scared. I was like, I don't know what this experience is going to be. Like, I don't know how my body's going to react to all of this. And I remember Amir, like, I, I, I felt bad because I was like, okay, we just started dating. Like, I don't want to ask you to like, you mm -hmm. know, come drop everything and like come take care of me. And she just straight up offered. She was like, okay, I'm moving into your house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For a, or for however long you need. Yeah. And I'm taking care of you. And like, even just that time, we called it camp healing. We like turned it into a whole thing. And like having that level of love and commitment and going through some like really scary like health stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There was like nights where I'm like passing out. You know what I'm saying? And she's like catching me and like making sure I'm okay. Like. Wow. That was intense, you know, and I was just like, wow, like, I'm just so grateful that I don't have to experience this alone. Mm -hmm. um, and that to me is like, it's just been life changing, you know, because I never knew. I knew that I was capable of giving this level of love, but I did not know that it was going to be provided yeah. back to me. Oh, Ooh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, don't, don't start. I know. I'm to Do cry not my face start. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. but like, I don't know. I just, I think when I see stuff like that or hear stuff like that, I'm like, I keep going back to the, the, the younger me and like the things that we hope for and desire, they are real. They they're, are. They're very, very real. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to get to that space, but you really got to listen to yourself in order to achieve or reach the things that are meant for you to have. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's so many things that come against like wanting something like that to happen, that uh, someone who's going to support you, but also someone who um, nurtures the inner child, yeah. that person who wants to be held. And it's a beautiful thing, but... Unfortunately, I don't think that is the the way that we operate in general. So I'm really glad that you're able to experience that because I've experienced with you other situations. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. we made it. Was it was very different. It was very different. It was. It was very um, different. And I think those things are just the beginning because I think when you even made the decision, like everything is a deci decision. So I'm going to choose to be with this person or experience them but again it's about the reason so yeah. I, I hear something in me saying yes try it out so it's not like we gotta get married and we gotta have kids it ain't even about that it's about in the moment i hear something inside of me saying experience this thing and i've been doing the work on myself so i feel like i need to do that yes. you know what i mean because it's different if you're just like but like, yes. um, I think because you honor that, you're able to experience something that, again, gives you this this sense of freedom. Um, and along with freedom comes support, comes love and all these other things. Um, if we're going back to like listening to um, ourselves, the universe, our inner child, um, I feel like crazy things just happen when you just commit to whatever the thing is, especially if it's something that's been inside you for a while um or i know for for me example i mean it's not like that like that's <laughs> yeah. but like um you know i was in this sales organization for the most part for a long time was not yep. the best time i remember that um and you know i was doing that for a long time i went to school for fine arts graphic design i'm a creative mm -hmm. you know I, I do beyonce videos that's what i do yes and Holla, <laughs> look um and you know i got to a point where i'm like if i don't switch i will be here forever that is my desire like yeah. i have to be creative in some capacity mm -hmm. you gotta be like i'm doing the art but I have to be in that environment. And this position came up. One of my friends told me about it. And um, 
it didn't make sense to me <laughs> regarding like pay because the job I had um, with the sales org, like they gave me a company car. I didn't have to pay for gas. Um, housing was cool. I was living in the valley, so I wasn't too far from my, my work. So this new position was an entry level position. I was making thousands of dollars less, would have been making thousands of dollars less. <coughs> Obviously, I did not have a company car. Um, so like none of that stuff made sense. Like, why would you do that? You know? And I actually had called them and I was like, no, I don't think I'm gonna take it. But when I called them, the guy, the HR guy, for some reason, gave out his cell phone number. So the he didn't pick up and his voicemail wasn't set up. Wow. So it didn't happen. And then um, I talked to some people um, in the middle of that. I was like, yeah, I think I'm doing now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I talked to this guy who I was like freelancing for He's like, well, it could be a good opportunity, like, as long as you can eat. And, like, like <laughs> not as long as bed. you can eat. Look, there's some minimums here. Long right. As long as I can eat, long as, you know, my bills are taken care of, you know, cool. So I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe, let's try it. So the next day I call, he picks up, and, you know, I accept the job or whatever. Wow. And then I get the job, and two things happen, which were my biggest concerns. Uh, well, three things happen, actually. The first thing that happened is my friend, um, who's had his car for a very long time, um, was like, yeah, I think I'm going to sell my car because I want to get like a sports car. And I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But cool. So obviously with that, like, I could be a little bit flexible with the payments. I'm pay- I paid him on time. Uh, but the payments were low because yeah. we're the homie. Um, then the homie in Inglewood was like, a spot opened up. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so spot opens up in Inglewood. I'm there. And then, you know, as I grow in this position, I'm, I, I want to explore like leadership and all that stuff. So I end up doing that. And obviously my pay kind of ended up being what it was before. So if I wouldn't have taken that step, wow, that like, I was scared as hell. I'm like, this yeah. doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm going to be out in the street. And that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Not out in the as street. As a creative. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but I took the step and like things shifted for me and i'm yeah. not saying like every single time you do that but it's true it's gonna be like yeah but i've i've heard from people and i've experienced myself when you take these like leaps of faith that pe- the universe is directly saying you need to do this yes. you need to be in a, a creative environment things open up you know 100 I mean? so i know it's probably difficult but also you don't know exactly how things are going to play out you know what i mean the the homie could be like actually i'm moving to Wherever too. Yeah. Now you got the other person or, yeah. you know, that other person may be able to visit you more than what you would have thought or you're able to come back more than you thought. Mm-hmm. Whatever those things are. But there's so many things that I think hinder us moving forward because we're thinking about the possible um, outcomes, not knowing mm. what it is, you know. Yes. So I'm trying to stick to like, I heard it. I got to do it. It's going to be fine. It's not easy. Yeah. But like that's just the space that I, I've yeah. been in lately. So, you know, I'm obviously supporting you through this. Yes, um, you are. Make sure you come touch up my nails before Absolutely. you leave. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I sure will. But you're right. The universe is always conspiring to make our dreams come true. And like once we take that action step, I've seen it. Things just start. It's the hardest part is actually just believing enough and trusting enough that if you take that first step, there's going to be like ground there. Yeah. That's the hardest part. It is. But I think the more you do it, the more you see like, oh, like I can do You're this. Fine. It's fine. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, thank you for joining us. What's so tell us like thank what's for next for Micaiah? Ooh, what's next? Honestly, I'm very excited for November and December. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just have this renewed sense of energy right now. I don't know mm-hmm. what clicked but i've just been in the stew lately Mm -hmm. like in the studio like (laughs) i just i think what i want to be next um is giving baptist boogies i want to start a choir like what is baptist boogie okay do you want to give the idea out or i mean sure it's gonna be so baptist boogies is a secular gospel choir (laughs) um you know the the intent is to really just reclaim the space of like communal singing, but we will not be singing about Christian things. Okay. Um, it's just more so like, 
I don't know. I feel like so many of us grew up in the church and like I personally miss the only thing I miss about church is the community and the music. Mm. So it's basically like taking those two things and like singing about what we want to sing about and like, you know, making up songs, but just also singing like other songs like Throat Baby, but like in these really, you know, <laughs> orchestral like arrangements. Like I just feel like it's going to be so fun. Okay. Just a way, to, just like an outlet. It's honestly just an outlet to just sing with my homies. Like, I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's how we met. Exactly. That's how we all met. Wow. Yes. yes. We all met in the gospel choir. SBG in, in the, the house. house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just going to be messing around, making music, painting nails. Okay. Yeah. And how do the people reach you, reach you if you want them to reach you? Oh, you know, um, if you got my number, then text me. <laughs> if you don't, then I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm on Instagram, Makai-isms. I'm also on Twitter for as long as that's going to be around. Who knows? Mm. Um, but I would guess, yeah. And I, eventually I'm going to have a website back up that will probably okay. be makaiisms.com. Okay. And what would this embody? The website? Mm-hmm. I am going to just be sharing my reflections on life, going to be blogging again, you know, maybe like dropping. Remember your, your viral uh, I, blog. <laughs> <laughs> the, the girls was mad she, she speaks her mind. They was mad. I'm a truth teller. That's what you can are, I say? You are. So yeah, I, it's going to be just like musings, like really fun pictures. I'm like really over social media. So it's like. Instead of posting pictures on Instagram, it's like imagine being able to just come to my website and I'll be like, look at these bomb ass photos from Greece. Like, oh, wow. yeah. like in a cute arrangement, you know, nice stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for offering your space. Love it so much. Um, it feels very uh, homey. The vibe is just real and the hominess is real. Yes. The family and community is real. So shout out to everybody who's helping um, Donovan. Rashad, Clay, love all of y'all. Gang, gang. Yes. So that's a wrap on this episode. Thanks again to Micaiah for offering her space and being a guest and having some really good conversation. I love you so, so much. I love you. I love y'all. I love you. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So make sure that you follow us on YouTube. Um, we have a channel, The Great Overthinker. You can watch this episode there. Be sure to also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, well, Amazon Music, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where the, it'll be. Um, also, if you have any questions, be sure to follow our Instagram page, The Great Overthinker. Everything is The Great Overthinker. DM us. We'll look through the questions and answer them on the show. Thanks again to everyone involved. I love you all. I'll say names again. Rashad, Donovan, Clay. Woo! We're all out here. Bow. Love y'all so much. And um, that's all we have. Bye. Bye. <laughs>